Prad Shaker joins me now, CEO of CB2 Insights. Prad, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Prad, um, can you give us an overview of what exactly is the business of CB2 Insights first, please? Sure. So we're a research and data technology company. Uh, we play within the medical cannabis sector only, so it's a global company. Uh, we've been around since 2014. We have offices now in Canada, U.S., uh, just launched into the U.K. and Colombia as well. Um, the company focuses on evidence-based outcomes for medical cannabis. So if you're uh, a drug developer or playing within the medical cannabis sector, uh, safety, efficacy, all these are typical kind of things that you need to identify on a mm -hmm. drug that's being commercialized. Sure. So we specialize using uh, very unique technology to be able to run clinical trials and effectively gather data on the clinical use of medical cannabis. Oh, so and you're not a grower or a product manufacturer? We don't, no, we don't actually touch the product at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you specialize in clinical clinical trials for companies that want to develop clinical drugs, medical drugs. Yeah, so we do we do third-party clinical trials. We actually do our own testing as well within mm. our own uh, uh, within our own centers that we have in, in the U.S. market uh, uh, currently. Okay. And um, a big part of the data as well is to see how it can inform sort of future guidelines and recommendations and, and right. uh, drug development. So do you focus on, like you've got CB in the name, is that strictly CBDs that you're focused CB2. on? CB2. So the idea CB2. behind it was uh, a fun spin into cannabis insights. I see. So, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So are you a profitable company at this point? Uh, so we do have a profitable division. So our U.S., uh, so we have three areas of the business, uh, clinical operations, uh, product and uh, uh, data analytics, and then we have a research uh, division as well. So the clinical operations is primarily focused in the U.S. currently. So we own and operate the largest network of medical clinics right now that specialize in medical cannabis evaluation. So we have about 35 locations, uh, 14 states. We service over 100,000 patients a year, unique patients, and that operates as a profit business and so the profits from that business go to fund uh, technology and research which we're now starting to commercialize and we actually just released uh, a new press release this morning that announced our second licensing of our technology platform in the UK market so we're starting to see added revenue streams coming in and the new revenue um, opportunities that are being created. Interesting. Um, so then does the are your customers other LPs or other cannabis pharmaceutically oriented companies or who, or who are your customers? Yeah, so we focus right now, you would call them licensed producers. Uh, split between the two, we focus on producers that are looking at medical cannabis as cannabis-derived medications. So uh, running trials and getting data on flour is very difficult. So we look at producers that are manufacturing products or single-use medications uh, per se, and then uh, specifically help them with either understanding their product's use in the market from a post-marketing surveillance perspective or helping them through the actual drug development process as well. We also work with third-party research organizations as well. So we announced over the summer we partnered with uh, Drug Science in the UK, which is a uh, third-party independent research organization. So these are groups that are looking to do their own establishment of trials in certain markets, uh, leveraging technology that we've developed, leveraging our experience and know-how within the US and Canadian markets. Hmm. So the focus is on a technological differentiator to the usual uh, business of running clinical trials for companies? Yeah, so the anchoring aspect of the company is really based on tech. So mm. it's what we call as electronic data capturing clinical data management systems. And you've got this in a variety of different verticals of healthcare. What makes it unique is that you've got this tech that allows you to specialize in running uh, a very um, you know specific area of healthcare and running trials in that space and its quality of data capturing and its quality of data reporting. So what we designed through experience was the systems able to follow the workflow of a 
medical cannabis evaluation in a real clinical setting. So it makes it much faster for a company who's looking to deploy a clinical trial in the space. They don't have to do all these customizations. It's not as expensive. So right. using that as an anchor, we usually enter relationships. And then from there, we usually find sometimes clients also need help with the actual deployment of a clinical trial. And so hmm. we've, we've got an in-house CRO. We do uh, complete end-to-end -end clinical trials. So we can assist sort of as a one-stop shop across helping them recruit patients, helping them build patient networks, using technology, and then actually running the CRO uh, trials as well. Wow, sounds fantastic. Yeah. All right, so then how does the business scale over time? Uh, so we started primarily technology here in Canada. It's where our method center is. Our biggest market right now is in the U.S. because that's we we spent the last few years really establishing that market. And we're starting to see an evolution of medical cannabis, especially from data-driven outcomes coming out of markets like Europe and South America. So we're starting to make headway into those markets. U.K. obviously is our first European entry. Um, we just launched our uh, Colombian office as well, and we're starting to enter conversations around doing clinical trials there as well. Colombia is an interesting market. It's going to be a great source for clinical trials we think. I mean, obviously, there's there's ability to do clinical trials at lower costs, but also the regulatory compliance is also much easier down there as well. So for us in scalability, it's going to be um, licensing technology to more players, uh, publishing more research, getting involved in more of the medical side of the industry, and starting to really support drug developers in bringing products to market. Hmm. The conventional perception in the investor space is that if you're going to take a product from zero to uh, FDA licensing mm -hmm. that is a drug that you're looking at a minimum of $800 million and sure. probably a 10-year cycle. Yeah. Does that still apply for cannabis? And if it does, where can you do it cheaper? Yeah, so I mean, it's an interesting market and we have this conversation frequently. So we'll talk to producers who say, I want to be the next, you know, um, GW Pharma in the industry. And we go, okay, well, you know, you understand that that's going to take a significant amount of time Right? I mean, it's not a quick effort. It took them, what, 15 years? Right, and it, it's going to cost a lot of money. And, and at the end of the day, sure, you get a patented product that can be marketed and can be commercialized, and you can protect your product. And ultimately, no one's piggybacking off of your data. Well, the reality is in, in the medical cannabis sector, people are still piggybacking off of the research that's out there. And so you've got this product that can be sold as a medicine. And in a lot of markets, it can be sold under a special access program where you don't need to get it really registered the same way any other drug does. And for years, it's got all this safety data. I mean, people have used cannabis for years. We know that it's not killing people. Um, and we know that its efficacy is not fully understood. And we know that we don't understand its addiction capabilities. But there's a lot of research that's being committed into there. So you know, we talk to producers and we say, look, you can go one of two ways. You can go the traditional drug development route, but be prepared for time and money. And um, a lot of producers need to be able to also show value to shareholders sooner. So mm -hmm. that means that take the products that you've already developed and start to create post-marketing data around it and start to at least generate data to at least support the claims you're making when you're educating physicians or helping doctors prescribe your product better. Um, so there's a variation, I think, there's an evolution of the industry, and sure. I think it depends from a producer's perspective how they want to position themselves. I don't think it's exclusive. I think you can have products that exist today in the market, and you right. could be working on future f uh, product formulations that will eventually be patented and FDA approved. But, you know, I think um, okay. there's definitely an opportunity to do a little <clears throat> both. I actually possess a license to sell medical cannabis products okay. in a Latin American country. Okay. And um, they have said, the Minister of Health, who I'm dealing directly with, has said yeah. that uh, they need to see what kind of clinical data sure. we have on any product we want to introduce as a medical product and what approvals we have from right. existing medical authorities. Well, obviously, the only medically approved compounds in the, in the system globally are GW Farmers, Epidiolex, right. Dronibinol, Marinol, uh, and 
anything more or less that is derived from a synthetic THC molecule could theoretically make it through that process. Right. But more likely, it's we have to explain to the health authority that no, there's, this isn't licensed anywhere yet, but we can generate clinical data demonstrating its sure. safety, efficacy, absence of side effects, et cetera. Yeah. Is that where you would come in? Yeah, so it's actually in one of two ways. It's interesting you say that. So some governments, like in Colombia, for example, in Vima, will allow sale of products if you can show some data to support it. And so we use this term loosely. It's called real-world data and real-world evidence. It's basically showing that a product's been used in some capacity, and that validates at least the product to be able to be tested further. And so you can take the cannabinoid profiles that are within the product that you're selling and say, look, there's been trials conducted on high CBD products or blended THC CBD products, and it's had an efficacy on this indication that I am looking to sell my product for, and it clearly has some value. So that should allow me to at least submit in, in this initial information to say, let me sell my product in the market, but mm -hmm. I will deliver clinical results if I were to do it through a trial. And so we aggregate a ton of data on usage patterns of patients and what products they're using at a clinically validated level. And you know, this data could be useful in helping to generate that initial, let's call it, uh, acceptance for getting a product to clinical trials. Right. And it doesn't have to be the traditional phase one, phase two trials, but rather, sure, get your product into market and prove to me that it's working. So, you wow. know, get five physicians to start prescribing it, track it over six months, and then show me that that product is not hurting anybody and right. that it's actually having a positive effect on someone's health outcome. Prad, we are going to have many more conversations. Sure. I can assure you that, but in the context of this show, we're gonna to have to leave it there for okay. now. Yeah. But thank you very much for joining me today. Well, no, thank you for having me, I appreciate it.